like every four months or so they send me an update that is still not ready and i backed this kickstarter like four years ago this is why i don't back kickstarters uh mostly welcome to the photography opinion podcast we discuss all things photo video and camera related i'm ben lucas and i'm Stuart marlantis and this is photo Op. So as you heard in the stinger today, we're talking about why you should not back Kickstarters for the most part. Mostly, um, I'm going to immediately say just so that you know, uh, we're not Kickstarter haters necessarily. Even though we're I just had a-, a Kickstarter, it was yeah. a fantastic platform. <laughs> yeah, this episode is more of uh, what to watch why out people for. fail at Kickstarter and things that you should look at and yeah. red flags, that kind of thing. Kickstarter, in theory, is a really great idea and allows things to happen that otherwise would have never happened uh, without the power of the internet. Um, and I, I have backed Kickstarters. I continue to back Kickstarters. Um, ben has had uh, a successful Kickstarter. Um, we definitely see the value in the platform. So keep that in mind as we proceed to tell you why you should avoid Kickstarter. Most if, of the it, time. if you will allow me 10 <laughs> seconds to give the Google definition for anyone who started listening and has not heard of Kickstarter. Yes. Um, I don't know what rock you have been living under, but Kickstarter is an online crowdsourcing platform where it is all or nothing funding. If you do not meet your goal, it does not fund and the project does not happen. If you do meet your goal, some cool, weird, wonderful things can happen. Everything from uh, taking a selfie in outer space to video games to tabletop games to random gadgets to all, all kinds of stuff. And, of course, a ton of art as well. Mm-hmm. So that is kind of Kickstarter in a nutshell. They help... Um, they help creators make cool things when they don't have the funds to make the cool thing on their own. And the thing that I have mostly seen it used for in a successful capacity are established studios doing pre-sales for mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. which I, yeah, sure. Cool. Yeah. So now that we've got that out of the way. What should you watch for? <laughs> oh God. I'm browsing Kickstarter. <laughs> I've seen so many bad Kickstarters. Can, all right all right let's let's just let's just there's a few different groupings of them that are mm-hmm. just all terrible yeah. all right there's uh l- there's the creepy guy trying to make art all right uh if you don't know what we're talking about go listen to our guy with camera episode uh i saw one where he actually said in the risk section working with women is a risk and i'm like ooh, ooh mm. no 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 uh you Red should not flag. be allowed near women <laughs> uh and his was just uh, the campaign basically had no words in it, and it was just 50 photos of naked women, and, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to take some photos, and you can pay me for photos. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. please don't. And it failed, thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> uh, yeah, there are some of these that don't fail, but, like, I feel like they kind of did fail, mm-hmm. but the starter just kind of, like, self-supported it. Mm-hmm. Like, there was one that I saw that was, I'm a hot woman, and this is a photographer of hot women, and we're going to do a photo shoot. And I'm like... Mm, I, I see what you're going for, but it's not going to work. Um, the uh, That one did succeed, except mm-hmm. that it only succeeded in that at the very last minute, they happened to tack on about three grand worth of donations. Yeah, you'll you'll see this sometimes <laughs> where, where somebody will come up with the money um, somehow and they'll uh they'll anonymously donate to their own kickstarter to get it the rest of the way so that they can Skeezy. succeed and pull the funds out 
Um, cause yeah, what, what we, what we, what we're saying when it succeeds, it just means the funding succeeds. The actual project might never deliver or deliver something really, uh, not very good. Um, so yeah, you'll, you'll see that sometimes not good stuff. Um, I basically but, just have one rule that I yeah. now go by. Uh, I don't back tech anymore. So, <laughs> I'm going to say the mostly, <laughs> mostly line again. Um, I still do back tech occasionally. Um, uh, I would pretty much say that unless you are extremely well-versed in the tech landscape and you're well-versed, particularly in the thing, the, the, industry of the item you're backing i would not um back any tech kickstarters anymore i'm very well versed in tech or at least i like to think i am um i back kickstarters that are tech related but only if i know who it's coming from um see that it's an established company that it's a an achievable piece of technology and that it is legitimately good price and more than anything for any Kickstarter tech or otherwise that if I lost that money, I would be bummed, but like, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Like you see people that are, it's really sad where they say, Oh, this was a gift that I wanted for my, my family member or, or a friend of mine. You know, this was the last hundred dollars I had for, uh, this thing. And I, I backed your Kickstarter and what, you know, now you're not delivering. Like you really don't want to be, uh, don't be in that situation. If you're down to that point where where it's it's uh you're a limited budget for this kind of stuff for gifts for for tech for some item, yeah. um, don't beg a Kickstarter. It's just not guaranteed. You need to assume that it's going to fail and be pleased when it doesn't. Um, that is kind of the yeah. Wow, kind of the rule your expectations are so low. Yes. Tell me how you really feel about it. <laughs> and actually, I should say that I haven't really been burned on kickstarter so far i've had a pretty good run um there have been delays but with kickstarter you just have to assume things are going to be delayed um so yeah uh i've i've done all of two kickstarters that have not been delayed mm -hmm. one was mine and the other was exploding kittens everything else came a little late Mm -hmm. but like i just got one that it's beautiful and i love it and it's amazing and the artist did a fantastic job but it was like six months late but in Kickstarter land, like to be expected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, it's that that is hardly a delay <laughs> when it comes to to Kickstarters. But anyway, to kind of get back on track a little bit, um, there are certain I should say consistent categories of Kickstarters that you see that are are something to watch out for. Um, what uh, what categories do you think, Ben, are, are things to avoid? Yeah, so the first one I already mentioned is the creep. Don't mm-hmm. don't don't back those. Just see them right away and don't do it. Um I think kind of the next one is the artist who thinks a little too much of themselves. Says mm-hmm. the artist who thinks a little too much of himself. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, but seriously, what I mean by these are the ones of like it's my birthday, give me money for a camera mm-hmm. or I want to go on vacation and I'll take photos. I'm like, mm-hmm. mm, are your photos that good though? Um there was, uh, like, I see a bunch of calendars and stuff where, okay, cool, I'm I'm gonna get a calendar, but will the calendar be any good? Mm-hmm. Um, so when I did, so my Kickstarter was called Galactic Pinups, uh, you can find it at galacticpinups.com or just search it on Kickstarter, um, and so when I pitched the idea to my friends who are gonna be in it, they said, oh, okay, we actually did this two years ago, and I'm like, really and they showed it to me and it was not good Mm -hmm. (laughs) just just like 
the idea of nerdy Star Wars pinups was like, I see where you're going with that, but this was nothing like Not what I was planning on doing. And they were probably taken on like iPhones and printed yeah. at Costco. Um, and it was not, not the same level. Um, so, so there's that. And people don't say this by the way, like, uh, uh, the Kickstarter backing a Kickstarter, really, you need to think critically and kind of read between the lines. People can be extremely good at, at putting on a pretty face, so to speak for their Kickstarter can try to convince you that they are a sure thing. And that this is, uh, this is going to be a success and you're going to be thrilled uh, with whatever you receive. Um, you, you see Kickstarters that raise millions and millions and millions that were, that basically succeeded on the, on the, the, the wonderfulness of their video or True. their, their graphics and, and their, uh, their, flowery language um stuff like the coolest cooler probably one of the most famous examples of something that tons and tons and tons of people backed it was super successful from a money raised uh, perspective but is hugely delayed people still don't have their coolest coolers from like five years ago or whatever now yeah um never and, happened yeah and it was just a, a huge mess so so when people when we say like there are it's my birthday give me money kickstarters or i want a vacation give me money they'll often couch it in like i want to make a film i want to make a photo series about xyz place and you need to think critically like is this is this really uh like a true uh project really something that um that that goes beyond just i'm going to take a vacation and take some photos or at the end of the day is are you just funding somebody's vacation or funding somebody's birthday you know some item that they want some place they want to go yeah um so when backing a kickstarter uh you need to be not outwardly you need to be kind of inwardly mean to the person who set up the kickstarter like what is this really like what is the you know what's the scam here you need to approach it from from that kind of skepticism and if it checks out great and you have the money that you can burn if it doesn't work out great um go ahead but uh you need to you need to assume you're being scammed um and come come in and, into it from that perspective uh the positivity we're sharing on this channel just so assume positive. you're being scammed yes no really though it, it helps no it, yeah that's pretty good advice actually <laughs> Um, yeah, one of one of the other I think groups is the uh, of like the artists who think too much of themselves mm-hmm. are the ones who don't give good rewards or the reward tiers are way more expensive than they should be. Mm-hmm. So like um, there was one, this was actually even a GoFundMe, not even a Kickstarter, and they yeah. actually said, "Well, I'm doing all the work, so that your donation covers my time." No, get off your butt and mm-hmm. do the work. So I've I see. Uh, I guess another category of this Kickstarter, so I'll split this up into two. One is the artist who won't do it without getting paid. Mm-hmm. Of, hey, are you really that serious about your art? Go do it. So when I launched my Kickstarter, I had 13 images planned. And nine of those 13 were already done before launch. So it was just time-wise, I was still trying to finish the last couple, but it was ready for me to actually launch and get people on board for this. Mm-hmm. Um, the so, so part of that is how committed are you as a creator to actually making this happen? And the other, the other one of these that I've seen is the, um, this is way too expensive. Like, uh, an 8x10 should never cost $100. That is even if it was signed by, like, LeVar Burton, maybe. Like, I don't know how much those were, but... I don't think it'd be that much. 
so uh also you're not that famous don't don't charge that much um there's there's something to be said for like the ones that do like in-person skype sessions of like if this is a person who's an expert in their field then you genuinely want to learn from them of like okay would a hundred dollars for an hour be you know an appropriate like oh i can learn a hundred dollars worth material from this person type thing like that is one reward that's like okay cool but like get access to our snapchat for like a hundred bucks like what no so so I think that is, um, look at, would I buy, just because it's on Kickstarter doesn't mean it's a good deal. Mm-hmm. Would I buy this for a hundred bucks? And and often actually things on Kickstarter are a bad deal. Like it, this is a increasing issue. Again, a reason not to back tech. Um, often uh, companies will go on there and, uh, and, and set up some fancy product and people will back it. And, actually before the people even receive that back the project receive their items you'll see it show up on amazon with a a discount code for cheaper than it would have been on the kickstarter so yeah kickstarters are not it's it's not the deal place uh it's the in theory in an ideal world it's the this could not happen without the internet backing us place i actually backed one of those fancy camera filter uh projects Mm -hmm. and that was exactly what happened of it took three years for it to get to me and by the time it got got to me um they had already been so prevalent on amazon that it was no longer a thing that i was excited about and i'm like well i can't get my money back so like they're gonna collect dust in the back of a drawer now but oh well yeah happens so yeah so so what other red flags are there to look out for on kickstarter um definitely uh, a lack of of uh, material on the kickstarter so you want to see you want to see basically nothing hidden um that they tell you who they are and what they do and what their process was coming up with this thing how much of it is done um what their timeline is uh the a big red flag is basically a lack of information just a list of rewards and maybe even a fancy video sometimes but generally a uh, a feeling of this didn't have enough planning uh this was just kind of a random idea that was thrown together and they're hoping people throw money at them for it yeah i i think another big category of one to look out for is the i just thought of this last night mm-hmm. category um two two things are gonna fail with that one if you are not prepared with all of the planning and you don't have everything thought through and filled out uh in a you know thoughtful manner people aren't going to back it but the second part of that is if you just launch a kickstarter without having people on board beforehand then like your kickstarter is gonna run out you're never gonna hit the algorithm boosts like you're never gonna hit that peak thing when i was doing mine uh people knew about it about three months in advance before i ever actually launched and i had a bunch of people who had agreed to post about it and back it on day one so so that was one where i will say i did a bunch of front loading in that respect of like i want to make sure that i hit the algorithms that i hit the ground running that i get that 24 or 48 hour funded mark um but the other part of that is if you if you're a creator don't swindle people don't say i'm gonna throw in a thousand dollars of my own money to make it look like people actually backed it yeah exactly i i would say this this goes a little bit of a step beyond um the it's my birthday give me money example um just buying people stuff in general like 
hey, we want to do this cool thing, so buy us the whole thing that is cool. Like, buy us a truck to do photography is one that uh, that we found. Um, that like That's really cool to have a truck that you do photography in or a roving photography studio. Um, but why should you buy that for them? I mean, shouldn't that... Like everybody else has to buy their own vehicles. <laughs> why? <laughs> why should you buy them the cool thing instead of putting that money aside for your own uh, cool stuff instead? So <laughs> something to watch out for there. The the bias stuff, uh, just because that stuff is cool, is sadly a relatively common uh, Kickstarter trend. Incredibly common. Yeah. Uh, okay. So so we've talked about all the reasons to not back Kickstarters mm-hmm. quite extensively. What are some good reasons to back Kickstarters? And then uh, question two is, if you are a creator, what are some things you can do to make people want to back your Kickstarter? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, reasons to back a Kickstarter. So I actually hesitate to say for sure, like, definitely back a Kickstarter if it does this, because there are always examples of things that went wrong um but things to look out for in a kickstarter if you find something on kickstarter that you think is really cool um and you think you want to back it uh some things to think about is like is it uh to start with like is it actually a good thing like is it a is it a is it legitimately is it just hype or is this actually a useful interesting cool i mean it doesn't have to be i maybe i should say it doesn't have to be useful but like is this a legitimately good return video uh um uh you know lesson object piece of technology is this a good thing um and is it similarly is it a thing that people want like are are people other than you interested in this like like you said before where you did some front loading and people knew uh far in advance of your kickstarter and what it was and why it was really cool um have people other than you jumped in and said hey this is uh this is something that we want to that doesn't always work out in the case of stuff like the coolest cooler um but generally is this a thing that uh that is good and that people want yeah so when i was doing mine i mean it it, i would never have happened without people being so enthusiastic about it Mm -hmm. um but when i was doing it i had about 30 or 40 people out of the gate being like shut up and take my money this sounds Mm -hmm. amazing and i hadn't done anything yet so i said great hold that enthusiasm once i have something to show you feel free and so those those people were my biggest supporters to get me through that hurdle i would say about 50 percent of what um i got from kickstarter was actually people i already knew um, and then the other 50% was uh, people that they told kind of like I secondhand know this person, friend of a friend, or just uh, I had hit the boost and the algorithm gods favored me. So, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it, having that um, that network established is hugely boosting in confidence and success of any Kickstarter. And if you're working on something, uh, and again, this probably should be something if you're going to have run a Kickstarter, you should probably be working on the thing before you run a Kickstarter, um, that putting some effort into, uh, pounding the pavement and, and expanding the network of people that know about it and support it. Um, and getting some honest opinions from people about if it's something that they really would back that they would buy. Um, that is hugely helpful as well. And you really don't want to like, you really need honest feedback. This can't be the ask your friend and they're like, Oh yeah, that sounds cool. Sure. But they never actually back it. Like people really 
need to want to put money down right now and yes. you'll know that you're you're on the right track yeah if people say wow that sounds fantastic say great would you buy one right mm-hmm. now my paypal is yeah and they're like oh no no thanks then they're not actually that excited to back it yeah um i i think another tip for creators for getting a good kickstarter train going is do you have a big enough network already to fund it on your own mm-hmm. so so even if not everyone in your network is necessarily interested, there are people who are like, oh, I like this. I want to share this. And, you know, can they get at least another person to back it? So when I was running, like, the numbers on mine, I needed 100 people to back it. I'm like, do I know 100 people that fit this demographic? If the answer is no, well, you might have some issues. Yeah. <laughs> um. So even though not all 100 of those people that I personally know backed it, I still got the 100 people because friends of friends and then, you know, the algorithm boost. But don't go into it um, thinking, oh, yeah, we're just going to do some paid advertising and we're going to hit it or hit the ground running and we're going to be big. Like, mm-hmm. do you actually have that community around you? Um. I, I think another thing is when you are doing a first Kickstarter, mm-hmm. doing a second Kickstarter is so easy because you can say, look, I already did it. It was successful. It was great. People loved it. Also, all the people on the old one, back the new one too. Like, so much easier. But when you're doing a first Kickstarter, start small. Mm-hmm. Don't start with your with your hour, two-hour-long epic on the Ukrainian oppression of whatever. Just start with, like, we're doing a short film or start with we're making a calendar mm-hmm, don't, mm-hmm. don't start with a book start with the calendar you know mm-hmm. because uh, there's so many times i have seen people i'm going to start big and then they never make it then yep. i know that's definitely never happened to us Stuart. definitely not, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> it's not like it took us nine months to do a three minute short film or anything <laughs> no no definitely that's that wasn't in their history at all um, yeah, I, I uh, one of the things that I, w- I was going to point to is um, if you're going to back a Kickstarter, um, have it, has this person or, or team or company or whatever done other Kickstarters? And uh, if they have and it's been successful, and definitely go and check out the comments on those Kickstarters and if, see if it was really successful and people are happy and not just complaining about where where's my thing. Um, if they have done one and pulled it off then great that's a really uh, a huge feather in their cap that being said you shouldn't exclusively back kickstarters just because they've done something else because that can repress new and interesting ideas and uh, creative people that are are looking for a chance and don't get one even if they totally can pull it off so um definitely a good thing to check for and as ben said if you're running one start small and then build up from there you can always run more kickstarters um but uh yeah don't i guess don't exclusively look at that but that's a uh, that can be a big factor any other uh tips for creators or red or green flags when we're looking at kickstarter uh definitely um so uh, kind of along the same lines of ha- is have of have they run any other kickstarters is it from an established company now this is a a tricky one with people because you might argue kickstarter isn't for established companies but it's become a thing that's for established companies um as well, as well as independent creators I'll, I'll i'll piggyback off that one mm-hmm. we actually just saw something quite recently which was very cool and mm-hmm. very innovative and i signed up for their email list and it was a camera motion video 
thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get too in detail because I'll be putting the red flag on them here in a minute. But um, I was super interested, and I signed up for their email list. And I'm like, oh, this sounds amazing. How much is it? Nothing. No info. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, maybe they're just holding on to that because they haven't quite decided, and I'll know as soon as the Kickstarter launches. Well, I thought what I thought would be maybe like a hundred bucks. 200 bucks turned out to be like a thousand dollars i'm like whoa i've never heard of you before you have not made any other things before that the something else is brands can trick you into thinking they're established just because someone is brand like Mm -hmm. literally a dude sitting in his basement can go like register a company and they're a brand now mm-hmm. it, so so they had never made anything before they have no existing products they come out with this extremely expensive thing they have no history of we've done this before and that's not to say they can't do it mm-hmm. but they picked a really expensive price point to start with yeah and it was a very complicated um uh, piece of technology that like this is a there are many, many things that have to go right for this to deliver and only how they're one promising. thing wrong. Yeah, and one thing wrong and the whole <laughs> house of cards comes tumbling down. So, so like, I want to believe that they can pull it off and maybe it is a good deal, but for a thousand bucks, it's hard for me not to point to a more established company and say, well, you can get similar or maybe even the same thing somewhere else. Um, yeah, like the, the one I backed your four years ago, uh, you can actually buy that on the market right now and they still haven't delivered theirs just someone else beat them to it and didn't use kickstarter just buy it from our website yeah and along those same lines uh the last thing that i have is is it realistic like is this something that could actually happen and and this sounds obvious but really like people over and over back like these wild especially in tech these wild ideas that could never happen some super fancy ultra advanced smartphone tablety computer thing that is from a a person that has never made anything before has no backing of a major company it costs like two thousand dollars um and that's the kickstarter price and like you have to be a, a uh, an expert in either developing or um or approaching uh 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 companies who make you know screens and and uh and chips and memory and uh buttons and uh, you know (laughs) aluminum housings and all this stuff like this is something that like teams you know companies struggle um you know established big companies often struggle to pull off innovation like that and you see some random guy or a couple guys who uh uh or and I say guys, but really, you know, any people. gender people, my apologies, people in general that that think that they can pull this off. And I would like to believe that anybody can pull that off. But there's some things that are just arguably too complicated <laughs> to accomplish um, based off of Kickstarter funding alone. And maybe they can get part of the way. Um, but often people hugely underestimate how expensive technology is to develop. I mean, it's like here's a here's a silly thing, for example. The plastic housing that tons of electronics are kept in, um, just ABS, injection-molded plastic housing, um, that is that alone is tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars to make a mold for injection-molded ABS plastic housings. And you look at a Kickstarter that 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 alone is like a hundred thousand dollars and they're only asking for like fifty thousand dollars for something that has injection molded plastic like that's one an example of like this isn't realistic and here is exactly why because just but one aspect tech, of this 
Yeah, but to yeah. back tech, you need to know. And you need understand to know that because right? that's a th- that's actually an excellent point that mm-hmm. I I don't know that about yeah. things. I I know like when you do t shirts, like the the ver- creating the screen that you're going to use to screen print is expensive. Mm-hmm. That's why one t shirt is fifty dollars and ten t shirts is also fifty dollars because yeah. you're not paying for the material of the shirt. You're paying for that one setup piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how expensive these setup pieces are for tech um hugely hugely and yeah. and often like uh let's say you didn't even have that as an issue the inject put aside the injection molded plastic thing um generally with with tech projects it's it's all about volume right you need to go to some uh manufacturer and say i'm gonna buy literally like a hundred thousand minimum of something and that costs like $5 million for like some part, right? Like I'm going to buy a hundred thousand screens and that costs some gigantic pile of money. And they're only raising their, their goal is like, let's say it's really lofty and like $2 million. But even that is just a fraction of what you'd need to really spin yeah. up a production of something that's really complicated. So like, is it realistic is, is a huge one. Like maybe it, if you're if you're really good at one thing and that's a thing that you as an individual or a small team can accomplish great but if you're promising the moon of something that that established companies have a hard time doing even with their huge economies of scale um that's probably not something that you should back or try to run on kickstarter uh you might consider going and working at one of those companies first and trying to exert influence from the inside instead and you'd be arguably more successful um so yeah is it realistic is a big one so yeah, I, I think we have uh, plenty plenty of red flags, a few green yeah. flags, uh, some tips for creators. I just kind of want to close this one out on a positive note. Yes. Um. So think about what are what are some of your favorite things to back. I know mm-hmm. for me, I won't back camera things anymore because I keep getting burned every time I back a camera thing. Either it comes to me far too late to be useful, or it never shows up at all. Uh, so my t- two favorite things to back are actually games because mm-hmm. uh, games, they might have some of those like plastic pieces and manufacturing and stuff, but there's not anything too complicated. A lot of it is the artist making the thing and cardboard. Um, and the other thing that I really love backing is art because mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. I see uh, whether it is like a book or a calendar or just, you know, eight by 10 prints, I enjoy supporting other small artists. And um, I know when I did my calendar, my calendar would not have been possible without Kickstarter because even doing it at volume, uh, I like I had it at thirty dollars per calendar because that thirty dollars covered the price of printing the calendars plus the shipping plus the um, like Kickstarter fees. So it basically just covered all of my costs. Mm-hmm. But then the other thing too is if I wanted to print one calendar, it'd be like forty dollars in that quality. It'd be like forty dollars from Costco, or I can print a ton of them for like fifteen bucks. I'm like, well other people will want this too. I can't do this as a one off for, you know, 15 or 20 people. I might as well do a run of them. I need a hundred. So, you know, it's that, that kind of thing where it's like, Oh, I see where this person is putting in all of the art and effort. And I, I love their style. I dig what they're doing. I want to support them. They need a couple thousand bucks. Here's, here's 20 bucks. I can't wait to get some of your art. So I think those are kind of some of my favorite things back. What about, what about you? 
Um, yeah, similarly, um, I have probably a, a wider variance of stuff that I back on Kickstarter. Um, like there's been some things that, again, I've only backed because they're established companies, um, just stuff that I would buy anyway, but, um, is coming out soon. Um, again, stuff that if I lose the money, it's fine. Like I backed some USB-C chargers, um, and I went crazy with this. Like I got the chargers and everything. It was great. But, um, like I went, I looked, I, I looked into like USB-C hardware communities, which is a thing that exists and people talking about them and saying, this is realistic. This isn't realistic. Like, and Hey, it worked out. And and I really like the charger. Great. And it was a deal. I suppose. Um, one of the things that I recently backed, which I'm backing more of now because I, um, am really involved in 3d printing space is, uh, fancy 3d printed models. Um, so I backed this one, um, basically. So this was all just kind of, a ridiculous offshoot of traveling to Japan about a year ago, actually exactly a year ago. Um, and, uh, I really wanted like a little model of a, uh, of like a, a Japanese castle. And there was somebody who was making this huge set of, of Japan and kind of Asian in general inspired 3d models. And oh, nice. I was like, this is really cool. Like it's 30 bucks, which is a little steep, I guess for 3d models, although it's really hard. 3d modeling is really hard, especially like organic modeling. So for me, I'm like, wow, that people that can do that are are super skilled. Right. So I was like 30 bucks for like a dozens of really cool models, including the one that I ultimately want. Like, fine. Let's say they don't deliver. It's 30 bucks. I'm going to be bummed about it, but it's not the end of the world. And they delivered so fast. Like their, their target delivery was October. They have already delivered pretty much everything except the stretch goal and we are not even halfway through october um uh when uh when i received uh those models so like way ahead of time right it was all digital delivery it was something that i knew could be delivered very 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 easily um it's something that i would be i would be producing myself right because i'm just getting the data i'm making the actual physical object um and they had again they were an established modeler who knew how to do this who had done this before um, and I could not be more pleased with the files. So stuff like that is, is very, very attainable. Um, and something that I felt quite confident backing and it turned out really well. So, so yeah, there's a pretty wide variance, but with tech stuff, I tend to stick to established, um, or at least experienced teams. And, but also similarly, I like art. I consider that those 3d prints art personally, um, because I think it's just like amazingly difficult, really cool um, modeling, even though it's distributed digitally and I make it myself or print it myself rather. Um, so yeah, art is really great. Um, I like uh, uh, backing people like that who are just like crazy skilled and somehow are letting us buy their models for what I think is a, a screaming deal really yeah. um, for the complexity. So yeah, stuff like that. It's fun. Awesome. Uh, well, I hope this has been interesting and informative. I know I will be doing a much shorter, more tutorialized version for people who are interested specifically in creators. But uh, yeah, Kickstarter is a very prevalent thing that we always have shoved in our faces, and there's always a new camera thing. So hopefully this helps you be a little bit more informed the next time it comes across your news feed, and you're like, hmm, should I back that? Uh, to close <laughs> this out, a few words of encouragement from my dog, Bjorn. I'll be editing the barks that he did just a second ago. Okay. <laughs> if you have questions or ideas for future episodes, you can email us at hello at photo op 
Show. Watch us on Ben's YouTube channel at Nom Creative. As in Om Nom Nom. Share this with a friend and you can listen to Photo Op anywhere podcasts are sold. Or download it. Because it's free.